0: This is WeOn, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. Moving on for now, what happens when something is forbidden, proclaimed illegal, or prohibited? It attracts more interest, perhaps even stigma. So, what do you do to destigmatize it? you loosen up the reins. At least that is what Canada seems to be doing. The country has been grappling with drug overdoses. Trafficking has become increasingly common. According to the official data, in fact, 32,000 Canadians have died due to drug-related reasons since 2016. The province of British Columbia accounted for about a third of them. And then came the COVID-19 pandemic it disrupted illicit drug supply chains and support services leaving people with more toxic drugs than they used alone that they used alone in 2021 there were 2306 deaths due to illicit drug toxicity in british columbia this was the highest annual number to be recorded the figures likely decreased to 2272 in 2022 and as you can see the picture remains grim But the government has come up with a peculiar solution. British Columbia has become the first Canadian province to decriminalize several hard drugs. And now as bizarre as it may sound, but it's true. Residents older than 18 years old will be allowed to carry up to 2.5 grams of drugs. This includes cocaine, heroin, fentanyl, morphine, MDMA, which is also known as ecstasy, And this is the beginning of a three-year trial. It hopes to deal with the increasing drug abuse in the province. Now pay attention. Drug use is still illegal. It has simply been decriminalized under certain situations. Any amount of other hard drugs not mentioned in the exemption would still be illegal. They will not be sold in stores. They are also not allowed in elementary and secondary schools, licensed childcare facilities at airports and on Canadian Coast Guard vessels and helicopters. The police will also have legal authority to remove the people from the private premises, such as shopping malls, bars, cafes, if drugs are used openly against the wishes of the owner. Now the question is, why is the Canadian government doing this? I already told you, to remove the stigma around drug abuse. So that people feel safe enough to admit that they are addicted so that they can come forward and ask for the help that they need and deserve. The exemptions can help reduce the barriers and the stigma that prevent the people from accessing the life-saving supports and services. Let's listen in to what the residents had to say. Yeah, I think that's a step in the right direction. Obviously, I believe um, full legalization would be better. Uh, legalization means you can write legisl- you, can, you can write laws, you can control it. Um, but yeah, I think a, lo- a lot less people are going to be, uh, be suffering from overdose. Uh, people will be able to get help. Uh, people are more willing to go get help. People aren't going to have as much stigma, hopefully. hopefully as yes, only time will tell. But yeah, I think overall this is a good thing for for the city. I feel like it's really difficult to form an opinion at this point. I feel like there's probably a reason why they decided to do it. And I think like any subject there is pros and cons, right? So I feel like if we can try for three years and see the results, I think only the results can really tell us if it's going to create a positive effect. Meanwhile, the British Columbian Minister for Mental Health and Addictions has said, and I'm quoting, decriminalising people who use drugs breaks down the fear and shame associated with substance use and ensures they feel safer reaching out for life-saving support. The move seems well-intended and rather ambitious. But what if it backfires? What if, instead of making things more transparent, it further increases the complications? You see, the exemptions can inspire more people to possess and consume drugs without the fear of any repercussions. The administration of British Columbia says that substance use is a public health matter and not a criminal justice issue, which is true to a large extent. But it is also giving a free pass to people with an addiction. What if it doesn't turn out in their favour? That is why the exemptions have been put in place on a temporary basis. The trial will be ending on the 31st of January in 2026 and this period will help determine if the change was for better or for the worse. Canada's approach towards the problem is rather refreshing. It is radically different from the harsh crackdown which is commonly adopted by countries across the world. Take the Philippines for example. President Rodrigo Duterte publicly ordered the country's top customs official, remember, to short ...and kill drug smugglers on site. He has repeatedly and openly threatened drug dealers with death. And in Malaysia, those who sell drugs can be punished with death. China also hands out executions for certain drug crimes. Amid such a global environment and harsh practices... ...British Columbia's move is not only ahead of its time... ...but it also leaves a lot of room for understanding and empathy... However, I have to say it comes with its own risks and drawbacks. Perhaps the picture would be clearer after some time.